It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I don't know how you're doing, but here on Post Show Recaps, we're having the worst day ever. That's right. It's worst day ever. It's that 24 season two recap podcast talking about the 5 to 6 p.m. hour of 24 season two. That's episode 10. And oh, my God. Raise a no. That's what the gun sounded like. Yeah, it kind of did. No, I mean, not quite that many bullets. There was a silence there. Seemed like it was a solid two bullets. Yeah. It's like one for Agent Richards, one for Reza. And there was a pretty prolonged break in between that first shot because it seemed like Marie had to really think about what she was doing. She's like, Do I want to do this? Ah, damn it. Okay, I'm going to kill him too. Yeah, the wedding's off anyway. Oh, well, the wedding is. Deeply off now. Do you I'm, think she's still going to go to the reception? I'm. <laughs> well, I did pay for the cake. <laughs> um, Emily Fox, the whole, who is it? Is it Bob Warner? Is it Reza? Which one of these guys is the bad guy? Guess what? It's neither of them. It's Marie. I mean, Bob might be a bad guy still. It's Marie. There are shades of bad, like that goatee. <laughs> um, well, how about this? Unequivocally, Marie is a bad guy. Yeah. How are you feeling about this? didn't think she had it in her. Um, Where'd she hide that gun? There, in her little hoodie sweatshirt that she wore? Let me tell you something, Fox. <laughs> you don't think she had it in her? Well, there are a couple times along the way where you really alluded to the possibility that this was going down. Really? Uh, there were a couple moments throughout the season where you're like, I'm kind of suspicious of Marie. This happened like really early on, and I tried to play it very, very cool. Um, but the one that people who listened to the 24 season one feedback show really glommed onto with the knowledge of season two 
is uh, the, the the moment where you were trying to predict the storyline for season two. Okay. And you thought that Kim Bauer uh, would be like indoctrinated in some way uh, and would turn into a, a bad person. You basically called your shot on Marie Warner. Yeah, I just didn't know that such a crap you got the character wrong, could exist. You got the wrong young blonde. In tandem with Kim. Yeah, you got the wrong young blonde. So this was a big twist at the time. I remember feeling kind of foolish for not seeing it coming. Yeah. I think I see it coming halfway into the episode when she shows up at the office. Or she's like, you know what? I regret saying what yeah, I said. I, and you're like, eh. I'm thinking back on that and tactically yeah, realizing it was a poor choice. to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and then you knew that they were going to be at the office going through Reza's computer. Yeah. So she's like, maybe I should really reintegrate I'm myself. You, the woman that was guarding the door was like, I am not here for this woman's bullshit. She had an awesome turtleneck that I felt. And she's probably really dead about. now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's dead. Yeah. I'll upsetting. just tell you. Yeah. 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 She, didn't, she saw she, it coming from a mile away and she was like, I don't feel good about this. I'm letting her in. She didn't but, make it. Yeah. Um, the good news is Jack Bauer is not dead. And, like, that whole situation is resolved in yeah. literally under five minutes. I mean, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, we know that they went on to create how many more seasons of this show. <laughs> yeah. Of course he's not going to die. I just love that they resolve it so fast. Yeah, where they're like, just kidding. We're not going to make an episode out of this. We'll give you a scene. Uh, I mean, sometimes they know when to pull their punches, right? And other times they're just like, no, it's just... Uh, yeah, like, no, just- Kim's going to ha- go through, like, a really stupid car crash. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. And, like, make out with dying Miguel. Oh, you have no idea. All right, let's Ugh. let's hop into the episode. It starts off at 5 o'clock. It begins in Oregon. David Palmer is addressing the press, and he basically gives this speech. Like, we get terrorist threats every single day, dozens of them. I know more than I say. It's a matter of judgment when I tell you how much I say. You elected me for that judgment. Uh, that's what I'm doing today. And then he walks away with Mike. He's like, well, it wasn't the Gettysburg Address, but it'll <laughs> buy us some time. Four score and seven years ago, I decided I wanted to be president. Four score and seven hours ago, yeah. it was uh, the, around the time that I was firing Eric Rayburn. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so back at the plane crash site, it all happens very, very quickly. Nina tells Jack that none of this was ever supposed to be personal. He says, felt pretty personal when you killed my wife. Uh, And then uh, she said, well, Terry overheard something that compromised my escape route. I didn't have a choice. I had to kill her. But you didn't get away anyway. You didn't even get away. Uh, And she's like, and I didn't want everyone at CTU to blow up. And he's like, you still sold the plans. All your friends blew up and that's your fault. Yeah. She says, shut up, Jack. Shut up. We're done talking. And Jack's like, technically, you're the one who's doing the talking. Shut up. I'm not anymore. Quiet, Nina, you freaking idiot. Jack sees a glint of something in the hills. There's a sniper. Hey, Jack, it's me, Teddy Hanlon. They hired me to come as part of the search and rescue team. They want me to get you out of this situation with Nina or not, because I'm still pretty mad at you, but I am also glad that you got me reinstated back in my job, so perhaps I should save your life today. Wow. You didn't think Teddy Hanlon would come back. Is there a way to nominate you for an Emmy for your <laughs> performance just now? Yeah, an Emmy Fox. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> So it's not Teddy Hanlon, unfortunately, but no. we could headcanon it that Ted Han- Teddy Hanlon is the sniper. <laughs> Ted Hanlon 
I go by Ted now, okay? I thought maybe people would take me more seriously if I took the teddy bear quality out of my name. Um, and so Jack sees the sniper in the hills. And Jack is great. And I wonder how much of this he knew was going to go down when he was like, Palmer, it's fine, Mr. President. Like, don't worry about this. I won't be in danger for more than four minutes. Yeah, like, well, in what world do you think that they don't have heavy backup coming? I guess that's true. Uh, so he gets up. He stands up. He's like, you know what? I don't really want to sit around here in this position waiting for you to kill me. And if you shoot me now you do not get immunity. They'll just put you in jail. And so he lures her out into the open until she is able to be shot in the shoulder. She goes and scrambles for her gun, but the search and rescue team are on her before she can get there. And she's just huffing and puffing in the dirt. One of my favorite shots of the season mm. is her huffing and puffing in the dirt as Jack is just cracking up about it. Yeah. He loves this. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, so that's all, that's all before 5.04.33. Uh, so this happens fast. Coming in hot. Uh, so the police officer, speaking of coming in hot, puts Kim and Miguel in the car, but not before Miguel like kicks off of the cop car, unleashes his lighter from his pocket. Is it? How did he have a lighter in his pocket? I don't know where the lighter comes from, but he gets a Zippo and he frees it and he gets it in his hands and then gets put in the back of the car. And he's like, oh, we're going to use this to escape later. And it's like, Miguel, you know, maybe not your best idea, dude. Um, in Oregon, Mike Novick tells uh, David Palmer that Jack is fine. No one has been seriously hurt, and Jack is okay. And David Palmer is like, "Woof, I, I single tear cried for nothing." <laughs> uh, but he says because David Palmer is a man of his word that we're going to honor the original deal with Nina Myers, which is ridiculous. We will pardon her once her information is confirmed. Uh, but now she stays in Los Angeles. Let her share the fate of everybody she endangered. I thought about how that, that kind of sucks for the people who have to bring her there. Yes. You're just putting more people in danger in that way, too. Yeah, it's true. It's but not like you're like, and then the pilots will drop her in the middle of Los Angeles and keep flying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but that's what David Palmer wants to do. Um, Jack Bauer uh, is taking a page out of the Tony Almeida playbook mm -hmm. by whispering inaudible nothings. Mm -hmm. uh, he comes up to Nina as she's getting her wound attended to, and he leans in, and he whispers something in her ear that we do not hear, nor do we ever find out about. Really? We never learn what he whispers. This is sort of one of those lost in translation Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson moments uh, where Jack Bauer whispers something to Nina, we have no idea the content, the substance of what he says. We could get a vibe based on the fact that Nina looks like she just saw a ghost. Uh, she looks horrified by whatever it is that Jack said. And uh, uh, that's it. That's a wrap on Nina Myers for season two of 24. Take, do you want to take a guess at what he said? I've been thinking about it for years. What do you think he said? Everything is going to be all right. Wow. A lullaby. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of 90s uh, music. That's so. it for Nina. Yeah. No, no so, Nina yeah. for the rest of the season, Emily. What did you think of the Nina Myers season two storyline? Great reboot. Very fun. It was great. Yeah. I wish that we got more, um, but what we do get from her this season is so, 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 so good. I don't good. think we need more because it would be overkill otherwise. You think it would be overkill to get more Nina yeah. beyond what we got right mm -hmm. now? Oh, my God. Oh, Speaking of overkill. side parking is in full effect right don't now. Know if get you all, ready for the beeps. Don't know if you all can hear the beeps, but there's beeps outside. We apologize if that impacts the podcast. Yeah. Um, so goodbye, Nina. Uh, you were great this season. Evil Nina, fantastic character. Yes. Uh, that was a really fun arc. Meanwhile, Jack... Jack is now going to start running around. He looks at one of the, the assailants, 
from before who has a coral snake tattoo on his forearm. <laughs> what is this all about? Maybe we'll find he's out in really a moment. into snakes. Yeah. A uh, big Jake the snake fan. Um, Richard, J- Agent Richards and Reza go to the office. They're going to go through all the computer files that Reza says. I could prove that Bob Warner's the bad guy, and it's definitely not my fiance. And he's a little stressed <laughs> out, and he tells Agent Richards, I'm a little stressed out. My whole life blew up today. Can you cut me some slack? And Agent Richards, who is a total non-character who's going to be killed in this episode, gets to like have a moment here. He says, there's a nuke somewhere in the city. If you don't get me something useful in the next hour, I'll bring you to see to you. I'll chain you to the roof so you have a front row seat when the thing goes off. It's like, wow, Agent Richards. My God. Well, he's sick of being in the background. I'm sick of this. Will someone just get me off the show, please? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at the Syed Ali house, uh, the guy has not killed Kate Warner yet. And Kate Warner is uh, just being treated like absolute nothing. The guy says, I would. I know that you told me to kill him, uh, kill her, Syed Ali, but I'd rather spend some time exacto uh, knifing her earlobe first for information. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to cut your earring out rather than let you remove it. Would you mind if I exacto knifed her earring for a few minutes before I kill her just to double check that she's learned nothing? Strange thing, though. I woke up this morning and... Itchy earlobe? No, I was missing an earring and I looked down and Doug was playing with it. With an exacto knife? No, but it was an earring that was perfectly put, like the back was put back on it and it was just sitting underneath me. Oh my gosh. Which means means I must have taken it out in the night because I thought about Kate in some way. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> Jack Bauer calls David Palmer and David Palmer is so happy to hear from Jack. He goes, Jack? And Jack Bauer says, Mr. President. <laughs> he just screams through the whole call. He really does. Mr. President, it's Coral Snake. It's a mili- It's a paramilitary He's like, unit. Jack, no need to tell everyone. It's a God, <laughs> this is a private call. Jack, could you keep your voice down? You're in public. <laughs> He tells him about this uh, paramilitary group funded by the NSA called Mm. Coral Snake run by a man named Colonel Ron Samuels. I'm sorry, but it just sounds like they're saying Colonel Sanders every time they say Colonel Sanders. Emily Fox, it is the year 2020 tool, but in uh, in 2000 and tool, we were all saying this exact same thing for sure. It's good to know. To the point that I think I will just have to lean into it and refer to him as Colonel Sanders. I mean, it's really funny. I don't know how anyone didn't crack up. First we had cutlets, now we have Colonel Sanders. Uh, We cannot refer to him by his real name, Colonel Samuels. We will just forget and waste value time this podcast is already definitely going to go over 24 minutes would be my guess Hurry up. Eh, we, it's okay we've been eh. we've been really under the wire for the last few weeks it's okay if we go a little over today um so he's saying that coral snake is probably hidden in the nsa budget you should look into it and i know that this sounds insane that we were attacked by americans but that tattoo is very distinctive and specific uh so this is a new wrinkle what are you thinking about this fox the fact that uh, it's seeming like there is uh, a, a group of people involved uh, from the American side of things in shooting the plane down at the very least. It's not surprising. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like NSA stuff's been really tenuous the last few episodes. So like to see that kind of like bubble up and be like a subplot is like the least surprising thing. Yes. But, like I knew it was American troops that were doing this. You yes. can tell based on how they're dressed. And he says at least American trained, if not outright American soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Um, at 515, 
and 46 seconds, George Mason gives life advice to Michelle Dessler. He oh, gives it's her, a little too close. He gives her his whole life story. Uh, it's a little too much. Because she's figured it out, and she, she comes to him to express her apologies for the fact that he is dying of radiation. Right. Uh, and he asks her what she's going to do tomorrow if the bomb doesn't go, go off. <laughs> and he says, you're probably going to come back to work, right? Are you happy? Because believe it or not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm Michelle, not happy. Michelle, I want you to carpe diem. Uh, he says, I used to be a, I wanted to be a teacher, but the DOD offered me $5,000 more money a year, and that was my price. He says, I'm not a big advice giver, but under the circumstances, don't wait around for life to happen to you. Find something that makes you happy and do it because everything else is just background noise. So that's something that makes her happy is Tony Almeida. Doesn't it make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Emily. <laughs> All right. I digress. You, you know, you stand corrected, right? Uh, oh, my God. He does put his arm around her, which I feel like is maybe not the greatest. Uh, what are you going to do? File a complaint? I guess that's the thing. <laughs> but beyond the HR of it all, what about the skin lesions? Ugh. We've seen the bloody armpits. And so it's a, a little unrealistic. It's not just that it's gross, but also, <laughs> isn't he sore? Ew. I don't know that needs to put the arm around her. Anyway, I do love that moment from George Mason. I think it's a great George. The George Mason story arc is my favorite story arc of season two. Okay. Um, okay. And so now David Palmer wants to talk to head of NSA Roger Stanton about Colonel Sanders. He says, oh, I've only, I love his chicken, but I know nothing about his coral snake. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Didn't realize that they had. I know nothing about his coral yeah. snake. Col- That's Colonel Sanders, friend of yours. <laughs> All right. uh, he doesn't know anything about him. Uh, he says it's probably a pet project that's been funded on the sly by the DOD and attached. I'm just conjecturing here. It's but just it's conjecture, sir. This, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so David goes to Mike and Sherry. He goes, "Okay, so Roger Stanton is hiding something, and I'm going to place him under arrest." And everyone's like, "Whoa!" You can't arrest the head of the NSA. Sherry Palmer is specifically scandalized by this, but we come to find out that that's because she's working with him. Mm. We don't know the context yet. We don't know anything, but she at the very least has some kind of working relationship with him that she's on the phone with him at the end of the episode. Yeah, it's a little dicey, but I knew she was up to no good. Up to no good. Like, I'm going to save David. I'm going to save David, but we don't know what this is all about, why she's doing all this. They need to get... she wants to be indisposable. Yeah. That's why. Uh, They need to get some evidence to figure out what's going on here before they could just go ahead and arrest the head of NSA. But Uh, she's working on it. She's working on it. Um, At 521, Miguel tells Kim, I've got a bandana in my pocket. Could you get it out for me? Uh, So she takes the bandana out of his pocket and he takes the lighter, lights the bandana. She shoves the bandana in the front of the car, which causes a fire and causes the car to veer off the road. This is improbable. A desperate measure to not be incinerated by a nuclear bomb, I suppose. <laughs> Why wouldn't 
the cop just put the brakes on and be like, unbelievable, Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and so he just like flies off the road. <laughs> and when we come back from- What, have com- you never dealt with a burning da- bandana in your car before? Yeah, someone's never seen a burning bandana before. Uh, and so the car flies off the road. And when we come back from commercial, the car has been like flipped onto its side. Uh, Kim goes into the front of the car to radio for help. The cop is unconscious. There's no fire. What happened to the fire? He How landed, did the fire he go out? on it and put it out. How did the he fire stopped, go out? He stopped, dropped, and rolled onto it. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Did he just like put it out? <laughs> yeah, with his butt. He just like, yeah. He just sat on the fire. <laughs> and like the He's whole. He's in bad shape now. And the effort was so exhausting that he he had to go to sleep after. He's not unconscious. He's was just he tired. Was he not wearing a seatbelt? Don't know. It doesn't look like he was. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, but she gets the keys to the handcuffs to go and uncuff herself. And she calls on the radio for help. She knows exactly where they are. She knows exactly where to Which tell. Which is also crazy. Yeah, Especially that doesn't make some sense to me. they're not in LA. It uh, doesn't make much sense. So she goes and She's crawls. She's like, well, we're at mile marker 8.2. Yeah, she knows like- exactly where they are. <laughs> she crawls into the car to uh, to get in there with Miguel and to hold Miguel close before the cops show up. Um, okay, so now we get into the whole uh, rescuing Kate Warner operation. Uh, as she's being exacto knifed to the earlobe. Jack Bauer, by the way, I don't know that they ever really explained this. He was still on the job because he was chaperoning Nina, but everyone's kind of, I guess, at this point, just been like, all right, Jack, you're just totally in the mix, and in fact, you get to call so many shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's not question this. You seem to be back. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. There's really no explanation for why Jack is still going at this point. Yeah, like, shouldn't he go take a break, maybe eat a sandwich? Uh, But he goes and he meets uh, a new colleague at CTU, an agent, Tom Baker, played by one Daniel Day Kim. This mm-hmm. is Jin from Lost. Yay. Isn't happy that great? To see him. Wasn't Very that a nice happy. surprise? Yes. Uh, Agent Baker is one of my favorite sort of uh, small tier 24 characters uh, who you see every once in a while. Uh, but once he booked Lost, you never saw him again. <laughs> fair. Which was totally fair. Yeah. He gets like what? One or two lines in this entire well, episode. Well, <laughs> it's just this episode. It's his debut episode. We're not right. necessarily done with Agent like, Baker. You know what? He did well. Book him for the next episode. Agent Baker doesn't exactly have what one might describe as a story arc, but uh, <laughs> he is just a great- but he looks damn good doing it. He does. He looks Daniel Day Kim because that's Daniel Day Kim. Uh, so I love that he's here. Great to have him on the show, even if it's a minimal character. He's just like a fun background character to be part of Jack Bauer's CTU shenanigans. We'll take it. Okay. Uh, and so then they go and they infiltrate uh, Syed Ali's house. Uh, and the guy notices that there's someone on the roof. He starts shooting everybody or trying to. And Jack Bauer says, Bad guy. Jack Bauer says, I'm going to need a bean bag. <laughs> I'm going to need a bean. I'm going to need a shield and a bean bag. Uh, Emily, do you remember the exact phrase that you turned at that moment? I thought in time? he said, We're going to need to bean bag it. Yeah. And then do you, <laughs> and then do you remember what you said after that? No, you please. imagined that Jack Bauer would turn to the rest of CTU and say, hold on to your nuts, guys. We got to beanbag this thing. <laughs> it's what you said out loud. I did. I wrote it down because I take the notes. Um, <laughs> so he beanbags this thing. I'm fun to watch TV. You with. are a delight, generally <laughs> speaking. 
he beanbags this dude, but this dude then chews on a poison pill and dies. And, Cyanide. And Jack, every time. and Jack is pissed because he thinks this could be Syed Ali, and that would be very bad. That would basically be the end of all the leads if that yes, was Syed Ali. Correct. Luckily, it's not. Um, somewhere in the middle of all of this is when Marie Warner comes to the office. It's like, Reza, I love you. Reza, I would love to just be in the next room in case you find anything and I have to kill you. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's at 539 when Kim Bauer decides, yeah, I should probably run away, huh? And Miguel's like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Get out of here. And uh, she runs like 20 feet and hides behind a tree. <laughs> yeah, as the cops show up. So she and Miguel part ways. Miguel, not looking great. No. Doesn't look great. No. Doesn't look good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Didn't look good. Nope. Uh, at 540, uh, Jack Bauer, uh, Brings some water to Kate Warner, who's sitting outside of this secret second wave headquarters with the nicest Adirondack chairs in the back porch. <laughs> it's true. I watched him sit down on the arm of one. Here. And I was like, why do they Kate, have Kate, my name is Jack chairs? Bauer. Would you like a mug of hot cocoa yeah. and a blanket that we could uh, sit here and uh, start a fire? And so it's happy hour, actually. Warm and, ourselves uh, I up. I wanted to tell you about the specials we have today. We're definitely going long on this episode. There's no way around it, folks. Uh, uh, so she's <laughs> the able... The drone of a beep in the background. Yeah, there's a little beep in the background if you could still hear that. So uh, Jack Bauer asks if she can identify Syed Ali because she says that there was this guy, Syed Ali. He's like, okay, that's great news. So they get a description, uh, and he also finds out that um, uh, she is connected to Marie Warner. And when he calls Tony about Kate Warner, Tony's like, what's going on? Some weird stuff going on with the Warner family here yeah. because her dad, Bob, is a CIA freelancer. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is crazy. Uh, and Jack is like, okay, this is all nuts. By the way, you should see this place. It's terrifying here. There's a dude who's been power sawed in the bathroom. There was a multi-tool here. Um, and so meanwhile, Sherry, David, and Mike Novick have uh, found their way into Opcom through a back channel. I don't know what any of this stuff is, but basically, she's basically getting all the confirmation they need to arrest Roger Stanton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so David is very impressed. Uh, I'm glad you're here, Sherry. And she says, I've always been here. Oh, is that uh, a clue to the idea that she's a ghost? And she's always been here <laughs> haunting the Oregon Industrial Complex or whatever no, the hell this place is called. No. no. But it does, like, this is like... I've always been here. You're supposed to be on high alert, I think, of her just showing up out of nowhere to begin with. Um, but I think this, like, clinched it for me. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, you're making yourself incredibly useful right now so you can get back in his good graces. But, like, most of this is orchestrated by you. I've always been here, David. At this point, we would normally be preparing to end the podcast, but how are we supposed to end the podcast without talking about Tony and Michelle? Okay. I'm ready. Are you? (laughs) You, Like, you can hear you smiling. Are you ready, Emily? Emily, don't you even dare. It's like you have a crush. Emily... On Don't, this entire, like, storyline. Emily, this is so rude of you. Okay, okay. Because as this scene is happening, when Michelle tells Tony, I know this is hardly the time, but I don't know how much time we have, and I wanted you to know if you want to go out sometime, and Tony starts going, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. And she goes, it's okay, you don't have to say anything. And he says, Michelle, 
I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. Oh, my God. I've just been keeping my distance because, uh, and she goes, because of you and Nina? And he goes, yeah. He says to her. Oh, my God. He says to her, yeah. And she looks up at him and says, so you think I just want you for your information? And he cracks up. <laughs> and he goes, so what are we saying here? Well, if we save Los Angeles from a nuclear bomb, then we can go to dinner and a movie. And she goes, I'll get back to work. And he goes, yeah. Emily, you would be a stone-cold, dirty liar if you got here on the podcast and said you didn't have a reaction to this scene. No, I did. You were like, ooh. <laughs> it's adorable. Come on, man. It's like watching. Come like, on, man. It's so good. You just want them to be happy, right? Come on, man. You want to see some happiness come out of this day. Yeah. This is the closest we're going to get to it, <laughs> until, I think. Until Michelle is the next Nina Myers and she God. shoots Tony's Cubs mug. You know what I was thinking? You killed my Cubs mug, Michelle. It compromised my escape route. I had no choice. <laughs> Should we dress up as Tony Almeida and Michelle uh, for Halloween next um, year? Okay, I thought this was about to get really personal no! on a podcast. I thought it was... <laughs> Like idea. Oh God! No, gross, Whew. Josh. Oh my God! You're like yes, uh, yes. Uh, I as, mean, no. As I start like scrunching my nose so hard to will a soul patch onto my face. <laughs> Yikes! For the record, everyone, my hair is straight today. It's gonna stay that way. Okay. My God. But you'd be a dead liar if you told me that you did not think that this was no. great. This was great. This clinched the A plus for me. I know that I said that George Mason, my favorite story arc, but Tony yeah. and Michelle. I know. I was like, wait a second, huh? Tony and Michelle is my favorite uh, story of 24. Okay. So if George is my favorite of season two, Tony, Michelle, 24. Uh, so I, I love this stuff. I think this stuff is uh, it's hysterical and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Gives you hope. Yeah. Makes you feel feelings. Yeah. Uh, all right. So at the uh, at the scene of the crime, Jack has brought Kate to the bathroom after first uh, radioing Daniel Day Kim and being like, uh, I need to talk to Kate. How's she doing, Agent Baker? And you hear Agent Baker over the radio going, not so good. <laughs> Which actually is fair. Doesn't you know look what I good. Mean? Yeah. It I is. kind of appreciate that because like, I feel like there are a lot of shows where they're like, she's okay. She's ready to talk. All of this has happened inside of, you know, two hours yeah. for her. Yeah. Uh, you know, it took an hour for her to see her first dead body. And uh, I mean, as far as we know, their first murder victim, at least as far as we know. Uh, I don't know. Did her mom get murdered? I guess we got We have questions for Marie. Mm -hmm. You know, we certainly have big questions for Marie. Yeah. Um, she is able to uh, to to remember because she speaks Arabic because she lived in Saudi Arabia Which as feels a child. Highly improbable. Uh, and she uh, <laughs> she is able to identify one of the words that he was uh, saying with the guy uh, with the with the murder terrorist who's dead. Uh, that they that he said something about prayer mm -hmm. and the time fits at six o'clock it that uh that maybe uh Syed Ali could be at a mosque nearby so this is maybe uh another lead yes. the problem is no one knows what Syed Ali looks like except for Kate Warner so I'm sorry Kate you're gonna need to come with us <sighs> uh so Kate Warner remains on the show yes um Meanwhile, uh, towards the end of the hour, this is when Roger Stanton gets a call, and it's from Sherry, and Sherry is saying, you're about to be arrested. 
because they found out about Opcom. He goes, how did they find out? And she goes, well, I told them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just threw you under the bus. Roger, it's more important now than ever that they trust me. I like, why? I said, well, uh, just stay the course, Roger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just uh, follow through. All right, so of course Sherry Palmer up to hijinks. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's surprising is it took us what at this point? You know, she came back in episode six, I think. It's episode ten now. That it took this long to get that confirmation yeah, four that hours. Sherry's up to her old tricks, it's potentially some new tricks. I mean, this isn't just you know uh, covering up her son's murder. It's really not. Yeah. This may have something to do with a conspiracy against the president. Slash, there's a nuclear bomb supposedly going off yeah, sometime there are a today. Lot more people at stake here. This is not great. No. We are going to require some answers from Sherry. They're going to have to be good answers for this to be okay. Yes. Uh, And then the episode ends with our cats in the background (laughs) freaking out and fighting each other, but I don't think that that's making it onto the podcast (laughs) except for me describing it. Uh, God, there's a lot happening around us today. (laughs) It's a lot. Uh, And uh, at the Warner building, uh, not the Warner studio lot, Reza and Agent Richards, and sadly, I can confirm that the turtleneck lady as well, all get gunned down by Marie Warner, who is revealed to be a villain. Mm. And he says, talk to me, Marie. The last two years, they were just an act. I mean nothing to you. Say something, Marie. And Marie says, with a single tear, Reza, you really are very sweet. But perhaps what she should have said is, Reza, you really were very sweet. As she shoots and kills him, raises dead. <laughs> Marie's the bad guy. And that is how we end this episode Woo. of 24. Letter grade, Emily Fox. A plus. A plus. All right. We gave you a little bit of a longer podcast this week, but we will begin the process of wrapping it up here. We are going into episode 11 next week, the 6 to 7 p.m. hour. Jack thinks maybe, just maybe, they will be able to track down Syed Ali with the help of Kate Warner. Can they do it? And where is Kim running to? Well, Emily Fox, can't wait to find out. Mm -hmm. Next week, we will learn where Kim is running to. (laughs) You hyped? I am. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll be back next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.